Hello everyone and welcome back to CHH Hysteria. I'm your host Cole. And I'm your co-host Cooper. And today we are joined by 350, an upcoming artist in our space. He's super talented and a very creative artist. And we are super excited to have you on today. Thank you, man. I'm super excited to be here, bro. Look at you guys, man. Look at y'all, man. <laughs> she loves me. <Man. laughs> Yeah, thank yeah. you for having me, bro. Yeah, anytime, bro, for real. So, do you want to start off by introducing yourself quick for anyone that might not be, like, super familiar with you or your music and, like, how and why you got into music? For sure, man. My name is 35 from the east side, Mr. 350, 350. Um, you know, I'm from McAllen, Texas, border town, uh, Mexico, uh, right on the tip of Texas. And, uh, man, I've been doing music since I got married, which is in 2018, man. Uh you know when i was a youngster i was 20 years old and man i just i just decided to um use what i had uh and really try to make something of my life and bless other people uh so man i think i've always had a love for music and i've always had a love for seeing people's uh lives being blessed or changed or you know just putting a smile on their face with music um so I mean to do that now for a lot of other people is you know it's a blessing beyond measure, bro. It, but yeah, man. Uh, shoot, man, we're out here in Atlanta, just working, trying to trying to you know do more and do more with the gift that God's given us, bro. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. And we're talking about your new album today. I love you, Divine, uh, which you let us hear early, and it's amazing yeah honestly the first thing i said to like my wife after i listened i was like this is easily the best music you've made like it's so good it blew me away and like i've been a fan so like yeah it's just crazy so do you want to tell us a bit about what this album is and how it came together for sure man so this is my debut album uh being like an official artist you know i've put out projects before but i would say they were like trial runs and trying to create um create projects you know what i mean but i feel like this is the first one i can truly call like my introduction to people and that's exactly what it is man love you divine is an introduction uh to 350 you know what i mean it's uh short and sweet about nine nine tracks eight nine tracks i mean who knows uh <laughs> at this time right but uh but man like uh love you divine man it's a it is really a very somber tone very moody i call it a vibe with a bounce um and this is a statement that i wanted to make about uh my journey with uh mental health up until this point uh i feel like a big part of my calling into into music and into life in general is this thing that aiden and i and noe uh, no excuse we uh all three of us represent this blaine stevens the producer as well he uh we all this is like what we represent. It's a solace music, a solace with the you, which is peace in your soul, right? Solace in soul, you know, the combination of that peace in your soul, Philippians 4, 7, uh, you know, the peace that beyond, that surpasses all understanding, you know, uh, searching for that. And I think all my life I've been searching for that. I just didn't know I was searching for that. And, you know, when I finally got connected with the Lord, uh, I think I finally got to experience what true peace is though i wasn't healed at first or right away or even at this moment fully you know i know that i am perfectly being made perfect you know as the word says uh so man like what we do and like this album was up until this point 
like a way of breaking chains, you know, in my life. And I close out the project with a song called Good Without You, you know, and, uh, you know, we'll talk about it a little, you know, a little later, right? But like, uh, you know, literally saying, if I never have to see you again in my life, I'm good without you and saying, taking captive of your thoughts. Um, all that, uh, you know, to say, um, you know, the name has nothing to do with that. It does have something to do with that. But uh, but it's completely a little bit more abstract than that. But yeah, man, I mean, that that's my project, man. I'm really proud of it. Um, it's definitely not the end. It is merely an introduction to uh, my artistry. And I think a lot of people are going to be surprised you know, to know that, uh, to know the capability of uh, the music that we have, man, and, you know, just how it can move, bro. Yeah. Now, I love how you're talking about how, like, you know, this is, um, you know, you're not fully healed, but, like, you've healed some. And I love how, like, the album, it shows kind of that, you know, it's always a process of healing, always, you know, getting more peace in your soul from Jesus, you know, like, we always have a lot of music. I think it was Derek Minor that was talking about. We always have a lot of music of what we used to be, and like where, right. we, like where we, where we're getting, like where we're going. But we, we don't have that much like music for where we're at. So yeah. I love just like your right. honesty always in the project, and yeah, like you said, it's eight songs. At least the version you sent us, and it's super refined. Uh, would you say that you were pretty picky on like what songs you put in, like that they had to match the exact vibe, tell a story? Like how picky were you when picking songs to go in? Uh, honestly, not that picky. I think when we created the music, we, like me, uh, my wife, my brother, you know, all we've all had a process. You know, we say, like, uh, it takes a village to create a project. Uh, but when, ultimately, when we uh, chose the songs, it was pretty pretty easy to see where things were headed. You know I mean? Uh, sort of like they were made for this project. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I love the way... Um, the Lord, like, I'll, I'll just start writing and uh, I'll start to see, like, uh, what really needs to be said uh, in the middle of my writing. When I don't know what I was writing in the beginning, I just started writing. Uh, but there's a message within that, you know, and I think, uh, like, on, on Blame, you know, I started talking a little bit more about my parents in the middle of their writing and just, uh, you know, who's the blame for this thing that I have, you know, called anxiety, this anxiety disorder that I do have. You know who's the one to blame for this uh, you know and uh i didn't know that that's what i was going to write about but you see how it's fitting towards the the narrative of the of the project and you just can't deny that it was made for that project you know so honestly it's not a thing where like i create so much music and i pick and choose honestly i do create a lot of music but you can just tell when something's specially made for this project and that's why uh most of this stuff uh, like the song Coraline was made before I made Eastside, you know, which is Eastside. Yeah, man. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, before I made Drive Me Home. Before I made Drive mm. Me Home. Still a while back, but because uh, I remember the apartments I was living in that time. Like there were two different uh, times, but um, right uh, before I made Drive Me Home, I had made Coraline, and. Uh, I, I held on to it because so I know I'm like, I can't put this out as a single. Like, it, it's it's part of the project, you know, and it needs to be said within a story context or within a narrative context. Um, but yeah, man, to answer your question, I think the Lord really had an agenda with, uh, you know, uh, writing this. 
um, and just letting me be the tool that created it, you know? Yeah. Um, no, I love how you held on to that song, even though you've had it for so long, you knew there was a moment for it to be released. And, you know, you had like the, I'm losing the word for it, the discipline to, in order to like not to drop it, you know? Cause like, what, it, was it tempting to drop some of these songs that you had, but you knew like you shouldn't? Or was it, oh, yeah. was it easy? Oh yeah, I shot a video to Blame, uh, which was gonna be a single, you know, uh, maybe about a few months ago. Um, I uh, I made a cover, me and uh, Kayla Creates had actually started working on a cover for Coraline, mm -hmm. you know, because I went through that back and forth of like, oh, should I even do a project? You know, maybe I'm, it's too early for me to put out a project. You know, people don't really know 350 yet. And at the time it was, um, but I, you know, again, like the Lord works things out where, you know, um, I just went with the flow and it um, got up to this point where now it's finally going to come out and it's, you know, it fit the narrative. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, it's always tempting when you find a song that you love to want to share it with the world right away. And in a sense, I did. I got to share it with my wife, my friends, my, you know, but to actually put it out for people to be blessed by it for all of you know that streaming platforms are gonna be on you know like because once you put it out it's like always out you know mm -hmm. even if you take it down it's somewhere out there and it's gonna touch people um so it's like that's like a different thing you know it's there to be judged there to be picked apart um but it's i mean yeah it's always tempting to just put share share something you love with the world yeah so um you said that like when you put it out, you know, it's always out there and it's there to be, um, well, I don't, I don't know the exact wording, but be to be, be judged, like, be picked, picked apart. apart. Yeah. So how do you like deal when someone says that, you know, you don't, they don't like your music or like, they don't like this or that. Like, does so that, when Cooper talked, when Cooper talked crap, bro, that really hurt. <laughs> and <laughs> when he, in his first video, but, uh, man, it, it's, a. Uh, and it's crazy, dude. Uh, I'm at, I'm in a Bible study with some of my friends and uh, and my wife, and uh, we first book we were talking about is the uh, freedom of self self forgetfulness. You know, uh, freaking love that and, book. Anyways, continue. <laughs> Tim Keller, yeah, Tim Keller. So man. good. Uh, it is so good, man. And you know, uh, talking about the ego, you know, uh, when uh, it's overly inflated, when your ego is overly inflated, it's easy, like a balloon, it's easy to just pop it, you know? Uh, exactly, so one little thing, when you hold yourself to high regard and you hold yourself to high standard, you're overly inflated, one little prick will break you down, man. And um, so it's, it's a battle to forget self. I think a humble person isn't a person that looks thinks less of themselves, it's a person that thinks about themselves less. And um, one one thing that I got from that book and from the Bible studies and the talks with uh, friends and uh, meditating on that with the Lord uh, was like the, you know, that this, this thing that I'm creating does not give me value. You know, what I'm creating does not give me value. And when you do that, you are opening up the like the freedom to just create and use it to just bless people and you no longer see this music you create as something uh to compare you know or something to give you value or to make you a better person or a better artist or whatever it's merely something to bless other people with or to just express yourself 
you know? And uh, I think that's the way to battle it, man. Knowing that this thing doesn't give me value and uh, knowing that, like, thinking of yourself less, right? Um, and another point of that was, like, uh, I think in the book, you can kind of, I think you can kind of help me out. There's, like, he, uh, he said, like, something that is, like, a part of your body only draws attention to itself when it's hurt and there's something mm -hmm. wrong with it like you never think about your um your knee um you know when it's working uh fine it's only when you have like a strain that you always feel your knee and your knees always drawing attention to itself so the same thing with your ego like when your ego's um like always drawing attention to yourself you're always drawing attention to yourself that means there's something wrong there mm -hmm. you know and uh, the thing is that what's wrong is that you're putting too much value on other things and like you're getting overly inflated and you're letting those things um you know deflate you and just tear you down when in reality your value should come from who god tells you you are you know a child of god um and that's honestly the way to do it man it's it's there's a lot of methods of like you know trying to like delete instagram and all that like i've heard it saying like you'll always find a way for sin you know you'll always find a way to around whatever whatever little like life hacks you make to try and set yourself up for success like there's all you always find a way when your heart wants to sin so going back to the heart man you really got to you really got to attack it like that head on yeah i love how like you went straight to like the root of it you know like like i found value like you find value in god and then like that's it so then you're free to be yourself and free to create the way you want like, right. that's and really it, good. It's about, it becomes about other people. Like, it becomes about, you know, seeing uh, you guys being blessed by the album, you know? Mm -hmm. Or seeing, like, what I'm creating hopefully will help other people in their process. You know, being in the middle of, of uh, you know, perfectly being made perfect as we all are. You know, they'll they'll find some relief and some comfort. Because I know for me, like, when I, when I first, I thought I was crazy, man. I was always going to the hospital. I thought I was gonna die when I was just having anxiety attacks, you know. Mm. Excuse me. And I remember a year when this was happening. I talked to a, a random man at a coffee shop who ended up being my mentor, um, and he told me when he was his age, he was experiencing the same thing, and he thought he was crazy. He would go to a clinic and he would wait, and by the time he got called by the doctor, like he was already fine, you know. So he was always called crazy about that too. Uh, but he soon realized it was an anxiety problem, you know, and I remember when he told me that, like, a weight just lifted off me. Like, no, it isn't something wrong with me. Well, there is something wrong, but it's like, it's not like just me, you know, it's not the end of the world. Like, I, I can put a name to this and I can finally start to attack it head on, you know. You know, like when something's wrong in your body, you don't know why you're sick. You know, when you finally figure out why you're sick, you can get an antibiotic, you can get a certain medicine to attack that sickness. You know, and it's kind of the same way. Uh, but I think this will help a lot of a lot of kids that feel the same way, man. And I, I pray that it does for real. So yeah, man. yeah, yeah. That's that's really good stuff. Um, so, do you have a personal favorite on the album? And then do you also have one you think that will perform the best? If it's different than mm. your favorite. So I think my favorite is probably Blame, um, um, just because of the writing and the verse. 
I I love the flow of it. I love the you know the rhyme schemes, but also the the content of what I was talking about. You know, the idea of who's to blame uh, for this. You know, for this what I'm feeling. Um, and honestly, I think uh, the one that's gonna pop off obviously is Arthur Morgan. You know, people are gonna love that one for like that one's it's just a hitter bro it's just one of those joints like that's just like dang man that's just tough you know and uh yeah. i think people first hear it because you know the transition going into it and then something else happens and then it gets into the song people are gonna be like yo it's, yeah. you know and it was created for that moment you know for that moment where people were like yo that's kind of crazy so um like definitely that uh that song is probably gonna be the favorite at first but the one that they're going to keep going back to is definitely going to be like uh, blame or uh, good without you um you know the, the the heart the heart of the track trauma you know songs like that that really speak to them i think that's going to be the ones that people run back to and uh, give the album longevity hmm. yeah for sure um i think i can't remember the name but the intro with well, that one was like just insane to me that's the one i'm probably gonna come back to the most i can't remember the name regardless regardless my, oh man that's crazy i love i love that song bro that most was... of the, most of those tracks were created were produced by uh 1995 which is uh anthony cruz man uh, if you don't know him like he produced like drip lead i mean that's like you know but he makes like all like the indie tribe stuff he made most of that um bro but his you know his sound is his sound is just it's crazy man. it's grimy it's so and it's tough um, you know, John Keith produced on it all on some of the one of the tracks on the project. Um, I think I love Blame so much because it has it's uh, the beat by um, by 1995, and then the bass. You know, it has a live bass played by Enzo Enzo mm. Grand, and then it has a piano played by uh, Kilowatts, which is Gar- you know Garnell. So like all my you know, it's just so much that goes into it. Um, a lot of background vocals by other friends. You know, all the credits are going to be probably listed at this point. But, uh, man, like, it's going to be crazy, bro. Like, I think that's why I love that song so much also because of how grand it is, you know, uh, coming yeah. coming, coming into it. Yeah. You have a lot of, like, your friends and people that mean something to you on the track. You know, the track's going to mean more to you. Kind of going off of that. Um, do you have like any favorite memories from making this project? It sounds like this project has been like one of those things coming a long time, but like. So I had the project done. Uh, so this is last October, um, hmm. 2021, right? I had the project done. I fly over to Atlanta with no excuse in A3 and blame Steven. Um, and uh, we go to work on some stuff with uh, What Up RG, um, Enzo. Um, I mean, AC was mixing and mastering the project, uh, mastered by Aramis, right? Uh, but mixed by AC, he was mixing the project at the time. Um, and uh, so we were just going, but uh, I played it for them. I played it for, for RG and Enzo and Biz, uh, you know, uh, lead uh, um, engineer at Reach. And he, uh, and they said like, you know, I feel like they said it was, it was really good, but that it could use a lot of more elements to give it a more grander feel, you know, not, not me just rapping on beats, but something more like musical and intentional. And I think that trip in October, that's when we, uh, we made, 
like uh you know we did all the post-production done by enzo you know and you'll hear him a lot like he does it on uh you know freaking regardless you know he does a lot of sense there you know garnell also kilowatts also played piano on regardless um on blame you know doing the piano doing uh um uh, the bass enzo is doing the bass but like uh like just the moment of being in the room rg doing background vocals on one of the songs uh you know no excuse doing background vocals on one of the songs like just everybody coming and contributing to this thing that i came uh and presented and played for everybody and everybody helping out to just make it better uh, and just add their own little element to it uh you know in a way that fit i was i think that is a moment that i always cherish because it's like like dang they're really like putting you know could like doing like care enough to contribute and make sure this is a, the best that it could be and um and i was I, that was october 2021 bro and uh, that was a really good trip bro and i'm glad that you know a lot of my friends got to be a part of this project you know it's really like a stamp in time yeah that sounds like a just like a crazy trip and like something that would mean a lot that's like really cool and i'm glad you had that experience and kind of speaking of like just a lot of people beyond this project and stuff, I thought the features were like just super well picked. Every feature had like a really good purpose and was really well done. But one that like I didn't expect um, and that really stood out to me was Mowgli. Yeah. Um, right. I mean, I'm obviously a huge Mowgli I stand. See him. I, see <laughs> I mean, him. like, yeah. so like when I saw that, I was like, ain't no way, you know? But like, yeah. how how did that come to be? Like, how did you get in touch with Mowgli? Like, what was the song? Like, you know, all that stuff. Right, man. So. I think early on, a lot of uh, a lot of people were just very supportive of me. You know, Mowgli being one of those people. You know, uh, whether it was Michael showing in my music or I, you know, I don't know how it came to be, but uh, you know, we exchanged numbers and it was just merely of like him trying to support me and uh, you know, show me love in that way. You know, and if I had like, cause he's super wise when it comes to like uh, business side of music you know sure. um so i would ask him questions about like publishing and things like that and i told him like yo like you're my, I, again this is this is most of these songs have been done you know yeah. and i've had them in this order uh, and i played him the project or i sent him you know some songs that i like from the project and uh, that one in particular is like bro if you have a if you ever do a remix to the song like uh like let me know like i would love to be on it and i'm like bro like you know we're still working on it like let's do it you know and it was just within that week uh he was able to do a bridge on it which is i love it man like he he really like understood what was what what it needed and he really contributed to the messaging of the album mm -hmm. uh because uh and that song in particular because at first that song good without you sounds like a breakup song uh which in a sense it is but instead of breaking up we're breaking chains you know um mm. so it's literally you know so long so long um you were you were never worth it all along you know all of the worry and all of the pain that you know comes with comes with anxiety you know fi like finally like standing up send your foot down and taking captive of those thoughts as it says in, in uh, first corinthians i think i mean i had it on my phone but yeah i think uh first <laughs> or second corinthians is <laughs> new testament for sure but uh but yeah man uh dude and i you know i could i couldn't be more proud of that man like he really like uh played a really pivotal a part of that project and um you know uh some people may have like a mixed uh feeling about like the rock rap you know or whatever but i think in this specific song 
like he really like executed it excellently you know and he really like was in his bag you know you yeah, know so. he in his so yeah and dude most uh some of this uh project like uh i was inspired by uh that project behind you in particular uh sad people make dope music too yeah the mowgli played a pivotal pivotal uh part in this in this project man yeah no that's super cool um so you're performing at holy smoke so like how did that come to be and how like did you like how long did you know like all that yeah man holy smoke fest bro i had mad fomo last year i'll tell you that much like i was so uh unfortunately you know like my, my i did seattle fest which was uh in the sun in the same summer i think a couple weeks before holy smoke fest and then uh, right, a, I think a week or two after I was supposed to do a show at the opening of Hillsong Atlanta, you know, and then after that, uh, I was just gonna go to Holy Smoke Fest. I wasn't, I wasn't on the lineup. I think I was gonna be, I was gonna be in the cipher that they had, you know. Um, but you know, right after Seattle Fest, I think the day after, you know, I was, I was scared to even go to Seattle Fest in Houston uh, because my grandma had COVID, and I was like. You know, like she may not make it, bro. You know, and I, I didn't want to leave and then like me not be here while she passes. You know, yeah. and again, and that's exactly what happened. I left, I did the show, and it was a great show. But the day after, I, my grandma passed away. And I'm sorry, you're bro, not. Um, but yeah, man. So that happened, and I, you know, I had to cancel everything after that. You know, I couldn't go to Holly Smoke, so. Um, you know, obviously for good reason, but I, I, I love seeing my brothers like in CHH win, come together and just like have such a good time to be, to be in that crowd, to be amongst everybody. Like I really just wanted to enjoy the moment. And, uh, you know, it's crazy is, uh, in like me and Aiden love doing that. Like just being in the crowd and just, cause that's us. Like we, we are those kids, you know, yeah, we were those yeah. kids and we still are those kids, man, you know? And, um, uh, like in Seattle Fest, I think we were like, we're big RG stands, bro. Like we're stands, especially being Mexican. Like, you know, that's, that's our blood, <laughs> you know? So like uh, yeah. in Seattle Fest, uh, we knew like all the leaks that had come, came out. Uh, so he had uh, one of Aiden and my favorite leaks was melatonin, mm. you know? And, uh, but mm. literally when we heard that song start playing, Aiden was like, bro, I'm going in the crowd. Like, I freaking love this song. Like, I don't care. So he jumped the, the artist fence. You know, he jumped, like, the artist fence, and he just went in the crowd and just started jumping and going crazy in the mosh pit to the melatonin. And he didn't even know that we loved that song so much or that we even knew this song, you know, because he's really, like, you know, like, people, I don't know why, but people think RG is, like, such, like, a, like a Kanye figure. Like, if he's, like, real, like, maybe, like, stuck up, but, like, he's mm-hmm. the most humblest humble dude that i've ever met and like he is just like like he's not tapped in you know what i mean like he's really not like uh like seeing what everybody's saying about him and stuff like that because he's just got a lot going on um you know personally or just whatever you know like uh you know thinking about himself less right like you know the mark of a humble person um but man like dude we are those kids and missing holy smoke fest it was just like it tore me apart man <laughs> i'll tell you that so to be on the lineup this year man um like i i even hit up uh michael Mowgli the year prior 
when it was getting announced and I said like how can I be on this and they're just like nah bro you're not gonna be on this trust me they're like you're not gonna be on this year and I was like all right whatever man I'm like screw y'all I'll, I'll show you nice play <laughs> nah, screw y'all. <laughs> but nah uh man and they they're giving me a chance this year man and uh you know I'm just grateful to have the opportunity to not only just be amongst like such a community at CHH and being like you know what like I love those moments where everybody just comes together and you see hey like it's that dude and or oh it's that dude you know you know like it's crazy like uh so to be able to be one of those those uh, artists that are on stage representing CHH and where it's at today like I don't hold that like to a low regard like that is something special to me because I am a product of CHH and I am a product of like um you know the culture and Rapzilla and all that you know I used to be on Rapzilla's page like looking at it like that was me you know I was that I was that kid so just like I me hold it to, for real <laughs> <laughs> man I, I hold it to a very high regard bro yeah no that's crazy I'm super excited for your set uh, I'm, I'm gonna be that kid going crazy in there hey, you already know <laughs> um but yeah I'm going kind of back, going back to your album um I believe this is the last question we have about your album uh you, it's called I Love You Divine and then Little Heart. Uh, so what what does that name mean? And like, why is it called that? You know. So I've always, since I can remember, I remember being six, like looking at like a stained, waking up from like the middle of the night, I was sleeping on the couch for some reason, looking at like a stained glass window and just starting to see everything move and shake around me and just having my first panic attack. Ever since those moments as a kid, my grandma has always been there. You know, as I said, you know, she passed away, um, you know, in God's time, but I believe uh, too early for us, you know? Um, you know, God had a time for her, but we just weren't ready for that, you know? And um, yeah, man, she played a pivotal role in my fight and uh, against anxiety. And literally the the, you know, the giving me the courage to to take captive of my thoughts, you know, and take captive of the things that hold me captive, you know? Uh, it is literally like me living out what she put into me, you know? And uh, the seeds that she sowed in my life. And uh, so, you know, obviously, you know, we weren't ready for her to go, you know, but this is my way of just, saying goodbye you know and saying like bro like i want to be good you know and we're gonna be good and we're doing what you told us and her name was diana that translates to divine mm. you know so yeah. saying i love you divine you know um just, uh, thank you for what you've done and thank you to putting sowing the seed into my life and uh giving me the tools to take captive of my thoughts you know she was a yeah, man, my grandpa was a pastor, and she was a, you know, pastor's wife, also a pastor. Um, and, man, she loved the Lord with all her heart. And to the day that she died, bro, like, she, I knew, like, I knew she was, like, walking with the Lord, bro. Like, she was, she was crazy. She was a little unorthodox, a little legalistic. I mean, like, all grandmas. But, like, all grandmas. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh and especially the Mexican Spanish grandmas, you know, they're, they're, they're different, man. But, uh, but yeah, that's the name, bro. Just thanking her 
telling her that I love her one more time with something that'll mm. last a long time, you know? I love you. Yeah. That's it, man. That's as simple as it gets. And you know how I said it though, it's not really like, it's a lot like calling it like killing anxiety or something like that. You know, something like real like head ass or, you know what I mean? Just uh, yeah. like for the project, like just real like upfront, you know, one dimensional. Like, no, like I think it's, it's only right to do it in excellence and uh, yeah, not be very one dimensional. And to tell the story of my grandma, you know, and what she did for, for us as kids. Um, but yeah, bro. So it, it means a lot, uh, you know, putting putting that. Yeah, I love that. That's super, like, yeah, just love, you know, because it's such a personal touch to the album. And that's more, another thing that's going to make people love the album more because it's like, it means something to you. And then you're telling your story and then they're going to find peace in that too, you know, like it goes back to like helping other people. Hopefully, yeah. And I think that's like, you know, really really good um i just love the name super super awesome so we kind of going into like more general information about you um so there isn't really anyone like your sound in c in the chh scene so um but do you feel like accepted by chh or have you ever felt like rejected by chh at all because of the uh, because of your sound i mean there is a, there's been some coopers in my life <laughs> I'll tell you that much. That's, that's <laughs> nah, like um, you know, like we we're speaking of off off camera. I think at first a few people were off, up, you know, a little bit put off by my by my delivery, by my voice, you know, um, maybe like being a little bit too experimental. I remember people being like, "Why, why is he sound like that?" And I just said, "I'm just trying to be different. I'm sorry. Like I'm just trying to do something different." Um, and I think that was probably the only thing, you know, but I feel like for being, you know, different, I really feel like CHH has uh, really shown me the love and support, especially the OGs. Um, you know, there's always those kids that are going to trash talk, you know, on Discord and whatever, you yeah, know. But, especially but, on Discord. Especially <laughs> on Discord. On Discord on, on a, bro, I remember being on Reddit and I searched, uh, like, CHH stuff they're like uh, I think I got last by Joy Vontis that just come out and they literally made like a version without me <laughs> you know they're like they're like man I wish that 350 guy wasn't on the song um, they made they made like a version without me I'm like man but, uh, <laughs> and I was just like man, man that's ruthless, <laughs> that's like, ruthless right, yeah. you know and I, I'm like okay man but uh you know, I mean, I, I always wanted to be a standout figure, and uh, you know, I'm not like Aiden, where I'm like real, like flashy, real crazy. I think my voice and my 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 style, what's gonna catch people, you know? Uh, not to say that Aiden's not like his style is, you know, nobody's like Aiden, you know what I mean? Like yeah, musically, no hate. <laughs> like he's. Bro, he's great. Like pe people now, like he's trying to be different. He's doing like disco music and stuff, and they're giving him crap on like uh, on YouTube and stuff. And I'm just like, bro, this kid's trying to be different, man. This kid's trying to make his own lane, and that's what I I was trying to do, and that's why I feel that because they I got that kind of hate or hate or just like criticism. But again, bro, like it don't give me this music doesn't give me value, and I know like whatever the Lord gives me, He wants me to bless other people and put it out. You know, uh, in excellence, of course. I'm not gonna just put it out and be like, oh, you know, just 
just throw pearls to swine or not I mean, that's probably not like a good a good analogy or just like just like make a rap song don't even mix it don't even do anything like not caring about what you're doing because obviously we're yeah. representing god so you want to do it in excellence and represent him well but yeah. um in doing that bro like like i said there's always those people but i'm really happy that chh has really embraced me and you know are are proud to call me chh you know mm-hmm. and i yeah. think that was one of my if i can tell you a story like um when I first, before I made like resonate and all that, which is like, like in 2020 or no, 2019, 2018, you know, I had to talk with one of my friends that was real deep in the industry, more uh, CCM, like for King and Country, like you knew okay, people, okay. like in that kind of, uh, in, in that kind of lane. So he's real deep in that. And he was telling me, like, bro, you do not want to be in the Christian industry. You do not want to do any of that. Like, screw that. Like, just be an art. Just be an artist. Don't do CHH. Just be an artist. And I was like, yeah. I mean, whatever. You know, like I'll do that. But uh, you know, the this dude, this dude's mad prideful, bro. And he he knows what I'm talking about. Like he's just real. Like uh, we call it terco. Like he's hard. He's hard headed. Like he's stuck in his opinion. Not prideful. But he's real stuck in his opinion. He has strong opinions. So I knew it was the Lord <laughs> because this dude came back and was convicted by what he said mm. he said on the contrary bro um you are there because god wants you to be the change that you want to see the the things that you wanted as a young as a kid the things that you needed you were going to be that you know what i mean it shouldn't discourage you to look around uh, the christian music industry and be like uh, like man, what is this? Look at all these like snakes and just dirty people and just people like just going crazy, you know, like not representing Christ in any way, you know. As Thizzle said, like there's no Christian in Christian music, you know. There's no God in Christian music, only within the music, not in the industry, you know. Um, and that's that's true, but that shouldn't discourage you. It should put a battery in your back. It should put a fire in your soul to change that and to be in the middle of that and it may be my own zealous you know me being too zealous because i know uh um derek minor spoke on that where he just wanted he wanted to be the changer and he was young and he just got so discouraged and he just started to just you know whatever you know and now he's well you know whatever he spoke on this but that this is what god gave me you know and it's um and yeah so i may be too zealous to to say that but I really wanted for CHH to be proud, you know? Mm-hmm. I really wanted CHH to be like, yeah, this is Christian hip hop. This is Christian music. And look at it, and it's dope. And it's not corny, and it's not, you know, whatever. And it's not just a Christian version alternative of anything. Like, no, this is quality music, you know? And I want them to be proud, and I want them to, like, I want to represent us well, because there are there's so much talent you know, and I want us to be held to a high regard um, because when we are in excellence, you know, we are representing God in a very good way, you know, and we are like showing the world, um, you know, that how good God is, bro. And the fact that he can take something as crazy as hip hop and use that for his glory, bro. 
it's wild, man. It's wild. Yeah. So I've always wanted to be the change in hip hop, and I've always wanted to make CHH proud. Uh, so yeah, man. Like, yeah, I'm really happy that they're embracing me, bro. And I'm hope that I do make them proud. You know, make everybody oh, yeah. proud. <laughs> Yeah, I'm happy to hear that CHH has embraced you as well. Um, and I like love what you're saying. Just I feel like, you know, like I've, I've said it before here, you know, like I feel like the younger generation of artists, you know, they're, they are changing CHH for like the better, you know, like yeah. it's, it's more diverse sounds, more like diverse messages, you know, stuff that we didn't have 10 years ago. We have people like 350, like A3, RG, you know, like just to name three people we've been talking about. And we have so mm -hmm. much more than that too. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's really right. cool to see the growth of CHH. Um, and that you're part of it, you know, I think you are part of the change, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, uh, here at CHH area, we like yes. to um, end it off with, like, more of a sillier note. Um, so, uh, I just found a random question online that I, that just uh, stuck out to me. So, the question is, uh, so 350, if you could be a fruit, what fruit would you be? And Eggplant. Why? Eggplant. He was, oh, wait, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> I was like, he's ready. Oh, nah. I'll be your peach. Don't worry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yo. Oh, my. Nice, man. Nice, man. <laughs> man, if I could be a fruit, dang. That's a good one, bro. Do I want to be, like, a tropical fruit? Oh. Man, I might just be a banana, bro. Go long. <laughs> Yo, yeah. that's crazy. No, hold on. <laughs> Let me Jeez, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, oh, Let me go back. Let me go back. Uh... <laughs> Man, I don't know, bro. I'm allergic to bananas, by the way. But uh, yeah, I want to be a banana, bro. Straight up, because they, man, banana, banana bread, bro. Banana nut muffins, bro. Oh. Uh, banana oat cookies. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. No, <laughs> so yeah, bananas. That's a you? good choice. What about you, Cooper? What are you gonna be? Um, I think I'm gonna be a dragon fruit because I really like dragons and I don't know. Sheesh, what's a dragon fruit, bro? It's like some Man, exotic fruit. It's like five bucks. Crazy. Wow. I need to try that. Yeah, it's. I've heard it's, it's kind of bland, but if you get it, if you eat it at the right time, like just before it's ripe, it tastes like a kiwi. Mm. But, yeah, it's very Maybe much. I'm... It's very much kiwi-like. Yeah. Okay, okay. Especially the texture and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a different. thank you 350 for coming on. It means a lot that we're able to do this interview. You're one of the artists we wanted to interview for a while, so it's really yeah. cool to like be sitting here with you and chop it up. It was super awesome. Um, and yeah, I hope your album touches a lot of people, reaches a lot of people. We love it. Really excited for it. And until next time.